Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I have a special guest with me. It's Scott Roeder. He's a crime scene reconstruction expert, and uh, he, he's the owner of Evidence Room. It's based in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, he's has, he has done some work uh, on different kinds of news reports for Ross Coltart of Australia for uh, some of his programs. And he's also someone who has uh, testifies uh, in court courtrooms with regard to uh, uh, crimes that he's in, uh, helped uh, reconstruct. And I, I guess I'm just going to get some uh, words from you here, Scott, about this, uh, about what you do uh, before we get into what we're the, the main topic we're going to be talking about today, of course, yeah. is going to be the Las Vegas alien. But uh, I think people should know who you are and, and what kind of job you do uh, in well, the court. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a thanks big fan of the show. I, I love the show. Um, so I'm happy to, you know, contribute in some way. Um, so uh, I've been a crime scene reconstruction expert uh, practicing since 2001 is when I opened up my company, uh, Evidence Room, in Cleveland. Operate, you know, out of Cleveland, Los Angeles. And, um, you know, I've done work uh, internationally over the years. Uh, the, scope, the scope of our work uh, is uh, we get hired uh, to augment investigations either for the police or for the defendant in a criminal murder case or in a federal uh, type of action. You know, I started off in the business creating uh, forensic computer animations for medical negligence cases and car accident reconstructions, really any kind of a catastrophic accident or crime that leads to serious bodily injury and or death. Um, we've animated it in one shape or another, you know, over the last 15 to 17 years, I became an expert in police involved shooting cases and shooting in crime scene reconstruction. Uh, you know, I worked on the Oscar Pistorius case in South Africa, uh, which is, uh, where I, uh, got the opportunity to meet Ross Colhart, uh, out of Australia. Now I've worked on, um, you know, 1100 plus, uh, individual cases over the last 20 three years or so, um, you know, over the last five or six years, I've been doing work with Ross uh, on unsolved murder cases in Australia. And uh, we became friends. And uh, of course, then I became, you know, fascinated with, with UFOs and uh, aliens and extraterrestrials and, uh, you know, kind of became a consumer of uh, this stuff um, uh, uh, through the pandemic. And, you know, that kind of thing, you, you start, you know, finding more ways to entertain yourself. And, I started my own little podcast called Crime Scene Time Machine, where we break down historical murders uh, like John F. Kennedy and uh, Bobby Kennedy uh, Jr. Uh, and uh, things like that. Marilyn Monroe, uh, we did Jeffrey Epstein, uh, which I may or may not have been shadow banned about. But uh, in any event, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff we do on a day to day basis. Uh, you know, I do uh, crime scene reconstruction. Yeah, we testify in court um, as an independent, impartial witness. Uh, as to uh, the facts uh, of the interrelationship of the evidence on a particular case to a degree of scientific probability uh, for the jury's consideration of either you know, sending somebody to jail or getting somebody out of jail or, you know, millions of dollars in some kind of a lawsuit. So, yeah, that's what we do. So, um, uh, I mean, you've been in court. How many times do you think you've had to testify on some on some of these uh, well, I've given deposition over 80 times. I've testified in court live uh, over 25 times. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, so you, you, and then you met Ross, and that's when that is that when your interest in UFOs started up uh, when you met him, or was it before? Well, that? well, a little bit before that. I've always been a fan of uh, uh, James Dolan. Uh, I think he's a fantastic historian. Richard and, Dolan. Uh, 
Richard Dolan. Yes, right, Richard Dolan. <laughs> uh, I've always been a huge fan of his. You know, I've watched all of his documentaries, and, and I really loved, you know, his uh, take on history, uh, particularly as it related to John F. Kennedy assassination. And um, so that led me to physically go to Dallas and take dimensions and do a shooting scene reconstruction of the John F. Kennedy assassination, where I think, you know, it should be common knowledge by now that it was a conspiracy and that there was multiple people involved in the assassination. And frankly, um, you know, they're probably really in today's standard would not have even been enough evidence to convict or even indict uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, not saying he wasn't involved, but uh, he certainly probably did not pull the trigger, certainly not by himself. Uh, in any event, that, so I started thinking, well, why? You know, what's going on? And, and that led me into the JFK. Well, why would anybody want to kill JFK? You know, I'm, I was, you know, he was murdered before I was uh, uh, born. Uh, so this was more of a historical thing where I look back and, man, I found some weird stuff that kind of led me to UFOs. And, uh, and then Ross Colehart really capitalized on that uh, with his book in plain sight and then his documentary. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talk all the time and, you know, he sends me videos that he thinks are legitimate, you know, UFO videos. Uh, uh, craft and um, you know, we talk he's a very serious person he's a professional investigator he's not uh, somebody and he's given I think a lot to the subject in that he has suffered credibility loss amongst the what I would call mainstream reporting world which he was once uh, a top of that uh, category and uh, so now, you know, he's kind of, you know, I think he took a little bit of a hit. You take a hit when you come out and you talk about UFOs uh, because people automatically think, well, you're crazy or you're fantastical or, you know, whatnot. But it's until you do some research uh, that you can make a determination in a sober mind with some sort of a process about the reasonableness of these things occurring or not. And, you know, frankly, uh, I'm on the uh, wagon that, uh, this phenomenon does exist in our present day and in our recent history and probably goes back to uh, the beginning of all recorded history uh, by man. So, um, you know, who am I to say that these things don't exist? I would rather look at evidence and try to determine one way or the other on a case by case basis. Is there any merit here? Make that determination and move on to the, to the next thing. And I, I think um, you know, that's what exhausts people in the world that there's so much time you need to spend to analyze even one story that might be a fly by night story to determine if it's real or not, because things are unraveling seemingly so fast that it's hard to uh, have the energy uh, to follow through and, and make some kind of an opinion one way or the other. So I, I guess that's my initial take on the whole subject, right? Yeah, so you're someone who researched it and came to the conclusion that this is real. You're not. You didn't have a, a personal experience with seeing something yourself or anything like that. Or? No, I've never had any kind of an ET experience uh, in, in my life. Uh, uh, you know, I've had experiences that I think were uh, extraordinary with regular humanity, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, not with 
any um, entities that, that I can't explain specifically. No, I've never had an experience. No. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, anybody who researches this would come to the conclusion. I just, my person, even though I did have experiences, I believe anybody who researches this would come to the conclusion that there's something going on. There's something here. There's a presence here. What's, what's going on. I don't know all the answers, but there's most certainly something here. <laughs> there's something going on, uh, you know, and the more you look at this, uh, the, this, this, the the body of the phenomenon the the more i think you have to open your mind up to um uh, learning things that might not be a part of your normal reality like well there's a chance this stuff's true or maybe this is a simulation or maybe this is some kind of a alternate dimension or physical reality that you know, we can because we only perceive things through the senses that we have, right? And who's to say there aren't other things or beings that have different senses uh, that um, uh, you know we're interacting with on a daily basis? I just uh, you have to keep an open mind, I think. Yeah. And uh, so, and now recently we've had a lot of different things going down. Of course, you have the whistleblowers and stuff, but at the same time, we get smacked in the face with this Las Vegas alien story, which is yeah. incredible. Uh, a lot of people are, well, there's a, you have two different camps here. Basically you have some people saying, oh, this is a hoax right out of the gate. Uh, you have right. some people looking at it and then coming to the determination that it's a hoax. And then you have people who are looking at it and say, wait a minute, this, I don't see hoax here. I don't see a hoax here. Uh, I just, for a lot of different reasons I've been talking about on the podcast that I think that you have some of the same ideas on why it's not, yeah. why it's not a hoax. Well, that's why I reached out to you because I thought that you were breaking it down in, in a way that made sense to me. And that you use, and that's why I think why I'm a fan of your show because you use ba common sense to break down BS from non-BS, and uh, I, I, ultimately that's that's why I like listening to your show because I, I feel like I'm getting a, a an honest assessment without any kind of fantasticular uh, situation. You know what I mean? It's not that fantastic when you when you just explain it normal, right? Um, but so I wanted to break it down with like my basic process of uh, you know when you're reconstructing a crime scene or an accident, or a murder, anything like this, in this case, an alien encounter, um, you try to have a, a system, right? So the first thing I looked at was, is there any uh, compelling evidence? Uh, and I think there was a couple of pieces of compelling evidence that are, are divergent from each other. Um, we have the meteor, when I think there was, in fact, a meteor, uh, I think most people are going to agree, there was a meteor that night, it was at the peak of some meteor shower, according to NASA and some other people, um, if you believe NASA, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but, but there's all kinds, of, but you know, I'll give them a credit. Okay. Yeah. There's a meteor tower. But then I saw two particular videos um, that purport to be from that night. I can't verify, uh, but uh, it shows something traveling alongside the meteor and from a ground level ring camera view. And then somebody filmed it from the ground, filming it up. And, it had something in the tail. Uh, it seemed weird to me, and, but it was just one piece of evidence I wanted to look at. To, so, well, what am I looking for uh, without overdoing it with some kind of confirmation bias? And then the second video uh, is the body camera footage of the police officer, which also a couple segments. One catches the meteor coming down. Um, I'm not a meteorologist uh, or uh, anybody that analyzes meteors, but I've seen three meteors in my life. Uh, uh, none of them were green. I don't know, maybe if that's weird or not. Uh, but it also seemed really slow. Uh, 
the meteors that I've seen go past so fa- fast in the sky. Like if you blink, you miss it. Right. This one, yeah. uh, this one, it seemed to not be that fast. I don't know. Uh, and then the body camera footage evolves into the officer immediately reacting to it. And then uh, there's come some conversation and then they go get the call to uh, go see Angel's family where uh, we have their investigation talking to the family, which I think is extremely authentic. The police were clearly shook. You know, Angel's family were clearly shook. Uh, and then we have Angel's video that was taken from the female at the scene uh, who maybe didn't see anything, but she recaptured it the best she could. And I think that's why there's some confusion. There were a couple of things that I looked for in that video to indicate where am I looking at. And one of the things I sent you yesterday was a video where I took a, a still frame where I saw the father or the older gentleman point. And when he pointed I took that still frame and I followed, made a straight line in the, in the digital computer and I followed his finger to where he was pointing, which was, and he was pointing to right in front of that camper. And in front of that camper, I isolated, zoomed in, zoomed in, zoomed in, did some filters. I sent you that image. You can bring it up now if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna that bring was it up the right first now. anomaly that I saw that I, I thought was, um, was bizarre. And I found three others that I shared with you the other day that I think you shared with your people already um, that were in different areas. So this photo here. Right. Yeah. This was one of the first photos that I came up with uh, from what I considered to be the first posting of Angel's video online, uh, which we were able to get pretty clean. Uh, now, who knows if it's the first post, but it seems like it was the earliest uh, post online of the incident. And I was able to zoom in next to one of the forklifts. And this is what I found. You know, I show this image to some people and they're like, holy crap, it's an alien. And I show this image to other people and they're like, ah, I don't see anything. So it, it's interesting. I wonder what your people see. Now we have other images coming up that I think are much more compelling than this because they're moving images. But this is one of the still frames that, uh, that I was able to look at. You, you think you see something there, correct? Yeah, I think I see something there. And this is, and this is just so everyone knows, this is uh, near that heavy equipment that's in the yard, right? This yeah, is from that yeah this would be to the right. Uh, this would be to the right or to the rear of uh, the forklift. Mm. So okay. in the center of the screen, more to the right. Okay, I'm going to switch over to one of these other photos here. This yes, one yeah, here. This- yeah, this one. Now, the next few I think that you're going to show are all the same area at the same time, just different techniques to reveal what was in this area. Now, this is the front of the heavy equipment. The black square there is the front grill. And there seems to be something in front of that front black grill. And that's what we're picking up there at, in that shape on the inside of that black square. Okay, and I'm going to just go back because there was another image that you have on here that's a different. Yeah, that's the same. That right there is the same or similar or near still frame of the front of the heavy equipment, uh, the black square uh, showing the front grill of it, and something in that foreground in a very similar or same or 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 uh, uh, following still frame from the other one in the black square. 
Hmm, very interesting. It, it, looks, it, it looks like be, it could be yeah, something like, moving. Yeah, I mean, this looks like something to me. I mean, it looks like a head of something. It looks like a head of, uh, oh, like Skinny Bob. I think that was what you said. Right. When you, yeah, when yeah. Called, called, yeah, I called this one Skinny Bob. Yeah. I'm gonna go forward here. Yeah, and that there. one there, I called the uh, the Scream Face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that other> one. <laughs> now, these are just some still images that you captured. Right. This is um, the still frame video, right? Uh, this it looks like a, a video there. Um, yeah. That's five seconds long. So you can go ahead and play that. Okay. Okay. So that video right there is the basis for what I think I was able to demonstrate that there's something there moving. And it's in between. It's to the right of the head of the older gentleman and to the left of Angel, I believe, wearing the red hat. So play it one more time just to, so that we establish uh, where we got the video from. Okay. Right there. So play it one more time and, uh, and try to pause it when you see Angel's head and the other gentleman's head. Uh, and there's an open frame in there. Okay. Um, uh, one fourth of the screen. Um, I thought I saw something moving back there. So go ahead and play that one more time. And that's where you want to focus in, everybody. Right here. And that's only 1.2 seconds. It's 1.2 seconds. So if you go to the next video, I take that 1.2 seconds. And I enhance it. Okay, right there. Even before you, uh, even before you look at, it, right there, in between the angel's hat to the right and the older gentleman to the left, you see what could be determined as two circles on some type of a vertical body, right behind the play sign. Now this yeah. has got a long still frame in it. But it's got some movement at the end, and then we go in on the next version, and we try to isolate it further. So go ahead and play this. That's a still frame. Just let it go. I just was focusing in on that image with the two circles, and then yeah, okay, you and see it moves at the end. And that, so I take that footage and go to the next video. Okay. okay. Go, so now here, what I've done. It, this video is uh, 2.4 seconds long. It's best played in a loop. Um, but um, go ahead. Now, this is zoomed in. We've got a duo tone filter on it, which uh, brings out uh, color contrast. Okay, so it's not editing. It's not putting anything in the film. And it's just that one second that I've slowed down to about 50% with the duo tone color. So it's about two and a half seconds now. Uh, uh, and it's zoomed in, so let's take a look at that. Okay, play it again. See, that's why this one's really good to play this on a loop. Yeah, we're going to pull it up. I do have a loop. We're going to pull that up right now. I, I could yeah. uh, 
I'm going to uh, get out of this. But if you go in, wait now, go to the next one and we'll save the loop for last. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go to listen, go to the next video. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. Play it again. Now, do you see something moving there? Yes. So do I. And and if you and I and the reason why this particular point in the film is so important is uh, and we can bring up the original video if you want. But in the original video, the, uh, the reason why I picked this moment is, one, there was another guy that picked this moment. And I think the reason why I picked this moment was because um, it was at the moment where the, the older gentleman, I'm assuming that's his father or uncle, uh-huh. uh, he freezes and kind of moves to his left a little bit. Like he was frozen. He, he was shocked and he moved slightly to his left. And Angel was frozen for a second and then moved to the right, uh, almost in the reaction of just like, what is, what is that? What is that? And the father did the opposite. He was like, what's that? And it created a space to show exactly what they were looking at. And it's that space that we're finding, whatever that is, which I believe we can establish is moving and is not a part of the forklift. It's not an optical illusion. Uh, and it's there, uh, whatever it is, it's there and it scared them half to death. I'm going to play the, the uh, no filter version here. Yeah. Right there. It's hard to see there. Yeah, you could no see filter. it though, a little bit, a little yeah, you bit. Can see it. Yeah. You can see its eyes glowing, it looks like. Yeah, you can almost see the eyes glowing above their hats before they even get into it, which I just realized now. So look above the top of the hat line for a couple of uh, what what look like uh, spotlights or circles, and those are in the same exact area of whatever this thing is that moves when the heads separate. Hey, you're right. right there. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the eyes actually beforehand too. Yeah. Yeah, like right above the head. Wow. Wow. And then watch when their heads move. Boom! It's right yeah. in that area. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I spent hours on this today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since the time I woke up, it was fixated in my brain. I was like, I didn't feel like I had enough meat on the bone to have a good conversation about it. I, I did some, but I, I felt like it wasn't um, where I needed it to be. Uh, and then, so I worked on it this morning, like starting at like 7.30 a.m. until like maybe an hour ago. And um, yeah, and this is what I came up with was, was, was whatever that is, is I think that's what scared them. Yeah, you can see the eyes glowing as they're walking in. They didn't notice it yet. Yeah. 
And then, right. then they did. Then they did notice yep. it until they did. And when they, they noticed it, they sure did notice it because <laughs> it moves. I think they notice it because it moves. Uh, and I think this is the first time on any analysis that we've been able to capture something moving. Yeah, I'm going to go to that last wanna... video, this one here. Yeah, I wanna right. This yeah, picture. this is the, I think, shows it the most clear. <laughs> you could see it moving. Yeah. And boy, do they get out of Dodge at that <laughs> point and it fully obscure the view. Now, mind you, this is one second exactly of footage, which has about 30 frames in it. And uh, when and this is at 50% speed. This is about but about 45% speed. Um, you know, I could slow down to 10% speed and we could, you know, try to see every single frame that's available there. Um, but, uh, but then you lose the movement and, but, and I think the movement is what's the compelling part of this, because if it's just a shadow or it's some kind of visual anomaly, well, shadows aren't going to move like that. Um, your imagination isn't going to move like that. You can't manifest something to move inside the screen. Um, you know, and I think that's why I, 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 I like this video is because you can clearly show something in the background that at least the first two, Angel and the, and the uncle or his father, I think his father, uh, that they're reacting to. And it makes sense to me that that's what they're reacting to. And whatever it is, it's moving. Yeah. And it startles the life out of them. Where they go pray in the living room the rosary or something, you know, um, probably not a bad idea. Probably I'd not. probably, if I saw this thing too, I'd probably be uh, doing some Hail Marys, you know? Yeah. Going back to the prayer book. Yep. Yeah. Through. Right. <laughs> you know, Hey, I'm a Catholic school boy, born and raised Cleveland, mm -hmm. Ohio. And, uh, you know, uh, you always think you get, you, you shake loose of it until you're on an airplane that's crashing or until you see an alien in your backyard, and boy, you remember all the words of the Hail Mary real quick, I would think. <laughs> well, yeah, I was a, I was an altar boy for ten years, and yep, I yeah. I, been, I know my old all the prayers are they're still oh, ingrained yeah. in my brain. You'll never forget. Yep, them. yes, yep. And if you saw something like this, the prayers are going to come in handy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, probably a change of pants. You know? <laughs> probably, yeah. You're probably going to have to get, get jump in the shower quick. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is something else, Scott. I'm, I'm. This is, yeah, this is. I think there's something there. So there's something there. I mean, there's. I, I guess what. I guess it comes down to what's your opinion on this. What do you think? Uh, uh... Well, my opinion is I think it's authentic. Um, uh, and that was the other thing. As I was going through it, uh, you know, I wanted to try to, you know, come to some type of a conclusion, right? Because having these open-ended things, you know, it could go on forever. Like these subjects last forever. And, you know, we all have other things to do, right? So, uh, but uh, I want to come to what I would consider a fair analysis. I've given it a serious consideration. I've looked at the evidence. I've analyzed the evidence. I've conducted some testing. I have not gone to the scene. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but um, uh, you know, maybe somebody should. I think they should have the night of. Uh, you know, there's some things in the investigation that I wanted to get to on the process part. So the claim was that two, eight or 10 feet, non-humans with glowing eyes in the yard behind their house. 
okay, I think I see something with glowing eyes. I can't really, at this time, I haven't made the steps to determine the height. Uh, but based on how far it was away from them and the relative height that it seemed, it certainly wasn't tiny. Um, so it could be eight to 10 feet tall, but you don't know the body posture of what it is. So it could be crouching down. Certainly, it was, I think it was moving, uh, whatever it was. And then uh, do multiple witnesses have similar stories without their interests converging? That's important. And I think the answer to that question is yes. And the multiple parties are Angel's family and the police. The police, last I read, are not considering it a hoax. They're considering it an actual, uh, genuine, authentic 911 call. The police were scared. They didn't want any more to do with it. That's why they didn't flood that area with lights and do trace evidence testing. Look for footprints. You know, uh, look for uh, bodily fluids. Uh, you know, look for something that was left behind. You know, and if it was a prank, you know, you might see a, a kid might have dropped his shoe or uh, somebody might have dropped a cigarette butt or whatever. There's things that you can look at to tell if somebody was there or not. And you could make a further determination of that. Um, but that wasn't done. But I don't blame them because I think they were really scared. This isn't what they're trained to do. They're trained to respond to somebody getting shot by a gun, not by an alien being in the backyard. They don't know what to do. They don't have an alien in the backyard textbook. That falls under procedure 3.4. Uh, interview the alien respectfully. Read him his rights. I mean, that doesn't, they're not trained to do that. You can't expect them to do anything about it more than you and I would know what to do about it if we were encountered in that situation because I think you're taught, caught off guard. Um, so I yeah, think this is above, this is above the police's pay grade. I, I don't think that yeah. this is part of the deal. It shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, according to uh, whistleblower David Grush and Ross Colhart's story, there is an entire team of specialists that are handling this kind of a thing. Right. Uh, so maybe they are going to jump on the case and, and we could find out through a congressional inquiry what they found. But um, but certainly the police aren't going to do anything about it, nor can you expect them to do anything about it, except maybe save you from the alien if it's eating you or something like that. And they might be able to shoot at it, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that was the physical evidence part that I was a little disappointed we didn't have. Now, there is something that I find also interesting, is that there's 16 minutes of missing body camera footage from the police. Could be a number of reasons for that. But in my experience of doing this for 23 years, when there's missing footage, it's usually not missing because there's nothing on it. <laughs> That's just my, my, my indication of it. This is all me winding down to give you my opinion, right? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, and then you have to look at confirmation bias, right? So I'm a little bit plugged in to UFO news and things like that. So I might be more predisposed to be keen enough to look into it. Right. Um, I, I think that I can set aside my prior information about UFOs and extraterrestrials to do a fair independent by, uh, evaluation. Like when I was looking at other parts of this video, uh, people are saying there's an alien by the fence. Eh, no, it's not. It's a shadow. I could clearly tell in X-ray vision mode and in uh, negative mode, uh, that's a shadow. It was gone on certain modes. It's not something physical there. 
my opinion. And then there was something in the background. That's clearly a palm tree. I looked at it from 10 different views of palm tree. I dismissed it. But then, but then I found this. And, and then this was the thing that made me say, okay, now there's something to talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, as an investigator, we want more physical evidence. We're not going to get that here. So we have to do with what we have. Uh, and then you have to look at tampering of the population pool. And one of the things that um, we've learned that, you know, for example, uh, February 3rd, 2011, there was an incident in Israel where uh, a UFO was hovering over some monument or temple and then it suddenly shot up in the air, gone, speed of light. And there were a bunch of different views, six, five different views from people that posted it immediately. They're like, we're not alone. It's UFOs. Holy shit. Excuse my language. I didn't mean to swear. That's all right. Um, but then the following day, and I learned this in a documentary, uh, that there were additional versions of that event that were faked to dilute that actual event. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. Does it sound like somebody that would that wants to do disinformation would do? Yeah, it does. Do we know that our government engages in disinformation? Well, if you believe Ross Colehart and Dave, uh, uh, David Grush, absolutely there is. If you believe, if you follow the UFO phenomenon or the assassination of uh, a number of our leaders uh, over the last 50, 60 years, you would say, yes, our government actively engages in disinformation against us on issues that they don't want us getting to the bottom of. All you got to do is look at the Warren Commission and the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and you'll realize how full of blank some of these people can be, even under the most formal settings. You look at what NASA did the other day. Boring. They certainly did that to bore you out of interest. You know, so if they're not actively disinformationing you, then they're actively trying to bore the interest out of you uh, so that you go away. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never seen somebody take the most interesting subject in the world and turn it into torture. Yeah. That's what our government does. That's what Congress does. That's what the Senate does. That's what NASA does. That's what they all do. They take the most sexy thing in the world that could ever happen, the biggest story in the history of mankind, and they make it so boring. You're like, well, what's the score of the game? Because <laughs> this sucks. Oh, right? yeah. That, NASA was terrible. That was a terrible hearing to sit through. Oh, I, man, I'd rather geez. watch the paint dry on the wall. I'm glad you did it. You know, I just watched your notes of it, and then I didn't have to do it. Right. I mean, yeah, I'll take care of that one. So, so you don't have to, cause it was terrible to sit through. Actually, we was, I did a, yeah, I took a live, they did a live stream and there were people who were yeah. joking during the whole thing. Yeah. And so it turned out to be all right, but yeah, yeah I don't recommend listening to those podcasts. They're no, that's just there for posterity now. Right. Well, you did your research, you listened to it. I think that's why I like your show is you take the time to listen to what people have to say and then you give your assessment on it, you know, and I think you've got great skills and abilities in doing that, you know, uh, but, but when I called you, I was like, are you an ex-cop? That's the first thing I thought, you know? Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess overall then, I think that, uh, I think we, I, I think there's something there. I'm seeing some, what well, you pointed it out. I mean, I, I don't think these, for one thing, like I, I went through these, the reasons why it's not a hoax, for one thing, like I pointed out the other day, I mean, people, they're going to say 10 feet, 10 foot tall aliens. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, usually aliens, as we all know, in, in the, in the, everyone's minds, it's always three and a half to four foot, 
tall beings. And that's what people see a lot, right? You don't usually hear, there are reports of these tall ones, but you don't usually hear that. So if you're going to have a hoax, why would you go with these 10 foot tall ones? I don't, I, that's one thing. The other thing is calling 911 and taking that chance. Uh, there's just so many different aspects to this that I just can't see it being a hoax. The fact that, you know, uh, uh, the media is going to their door and knocking on the door and they're not answering the door. That tells me they just want to, they just want their privacy. They want to be left alone. I mean, if right. they were hoaxers, they'd be looking for attention and, you know, hoping that they could get something out of it. So, so yeah. it's all the opposite to me for, for this. That's why I don't see a hoax. And now you have pointed out some, that little portion of video, which was actually somebody else did it last week. We were talking, we were, uh, there was a little video that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. And then now you have actually got a capture where you can actually see that thing moving, whatever it is. And that doesn't look human to me. I don't know what it is. I mean, if I had to give my assessment of it right now, I would say it's real. Uh, what they saw was real. Uh, and it was certainly real to them. And I picked up something that I wasn't expecting to see. And it's there. And they were responding to it in a very visceral way. So, you know, who am I to say that their experience isn't real? I don't think it's hysteria. I think they saw something. You and I just saw something. The people that listen to your podcast and watch this, they probably saw something too. I'd be curious to see, maybe take a poll and find your peeps to ask everybody that listened to Extraterrestrial. Do you see something? Be honest. If you don't, say something. If you do, say something. I, I think that there's a, uh, I have about a 60, 40 split when I send that video to people in my orbit, family, friends, you know, so on, girlfriend, uh, half of them see it. The other half, either they don't see it or they don't want to see it. Yeah. That's a great poll. I, I'm going to do use that poll on my Spotify today when I uh, upload this later on. I, I will have a poll like that because that's definitely a yeah, great question. Do we, what do you is there? Is there, are you seeing an are you see are we seeing an extraterrestrial being in this little snippet of video that uh, Scott Roeder has uh, identified as uh, as significant? I would say instead of extraterrestrial, let's call it non-human. No, yeah, entity. Okay. I, I, you're right. I mean, I, a lot of people out there, we're not sure. I mean, some people say, Hey, maybe they've been here the whole time. Maybe they're living under the ocean the whole time. And we just don't, we never knew it. Maybe they're, uh, interdimensional. Some people say that maybe they're ultra right. uh, terrestrial, whatever that means. Right. And there's all different kinds of different ideas. I say extraterrestrial just as a placeholder, right? I don't. Yeah, sure. Like UFO. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's a placeholder. Cause I think right. it could change it. I mean, I'm, maybe the name of my show 10 years from now will be uh, interdimensional being reality. I don't know, but for the time <laughs> being, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the uh, uh, the one guy uh, or uh, Fitzpatrick, um, uh, scientist. Yeah, Sean. When uh, he testified at conference, Kirk Congress, or, yeah, Kirkpatrick. When he testified under that subcommittee, they said he said in a quote, "There, we have no compelling evidence." of extraterrestrial entities or beings. I think that's where the soup word soup comes in. Yeah. I don't think they refer to it as extraterrestrial. I think they refer to it as non-human beings or non-human intelligence. I don't see how any, how could anybody know even them at, after all this time of the cover, all these, all these years, how could they know what it is? I don't know how they could know what it is. I mean, 
You just don't know. I I, I mean, you, you, the, even if the extraterrestrials came up to it, yeah, we're come, we're from Zeta Reticuli. I, that, how do you know they're telling the truth? We just don't know where they're coming from. I mean, I'm right. so I guess that I guess, I guess they can get away with that. They're, they could say, hey, yeah, there's no proof of any extraterrestrials, but really they might be. We don't know where they're from. Well, you actually. should have ten questions. Well, is there proof of you know ten pestrels? Is there yeah. proof of interdimensional beings? You know, it's not. But they're they're using that as a way to get out of answering the question. Uh, yeah. semantics listen i work with lawyers the law is all semantics when when i've got the evidence dead to rights and i'm testifying on the stand they don't come at me with the um analysis of uh well was your bullet trajectory wrong no they come at you with semantics to find some kind of a creek in it so that they can squeeze through yeah yeah that's what i think is going on here too i think they're they're being disingenuous in a way because a lot of us are just, I mean, we're assuming we all assume <laughs> I assume I assume right now. I, and my personal feelings, I, yeah, I think they're coming from some other planet. I could, yeah. doesn't make me right. Uh, they could be coming from under the ocean and they all always been here or somewhere else or in another dimension, whatever. But the fact is yeah. there's something here, but they're playing the semantic game and they they're able to say that and get away with it because they're probably not sure. I, I don't see how you could be sure. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, unless you're you believe, hanging out, unless you're traveling back and forth with them to their planet, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you believe, you know, anything of what David Grush has to say, and, you know, I did not do the investigation. I read the story. I know the guy who did the investigation, Ross. I know he's, you know, when he was doing a story with me on a, a murder of a, of a woman by the name of Nadine Hogg in Australia, near Queensland, um, he was after me, but every time I came to a conclusion, you sure about that? Show me. Uh, and that came over the physical experiment involving blood and uh, blood spatter and spray to prove to him the point that I was making. And he wouldn't let me, you know, uh, go on with just, yeah, I think it's this or that. I had to do an experiment to prove a forensic issue on whether or not this woman killed herself or was murdered. And, um, you know, he was after the truth, you know. Um, and so I think – all I can assume is that he took that same vigor uh, and uh, investigation uh, and that process into this story with, with David Grush. So, um, you know, I believe what Ross says. And if he says that this guy's authentic and true, I'm, I'm, I'm going to side with Ross on that. So does, uh, I mean, I don't know if this, if Ross has talked to you about uh, this case, the Vegas case at all, does he, has he yeah. has any, has any opinion on that? Uh, well, he, uh, he has not investigated it. He has not really even looked at it. His gut reaction, but listen, he's a human, right? His gut reaction was, it's a hoax. And I was like, why do you think it's a hoax? Have you investigated? I haven't even looked at it. I was like, why is it a hoax? <laughs> How can you say that as a good reporter? And, and he was just upset because his story didn't get ABC, NBC, CBS, mainstream nightly news coverage for David Gruss. And he thought maybe this Vegas story was a convenient way to just take eyeballs away from his story, which is possibly true. It doesn't take away whether that story is true or false. It's just that story happened. And then the media would rather take that story because it's obscured. It's more with, it's, obscure. it's more obscured. It's less straightforward. You've got Spanish-speaking people easily dismissed by large swaths of the country. You've got video that you don't know what's there. You've got 
cons- you know, people, uh, you know, just guessing at things. Um, it's what they like. They like very vague, wild speculation. Where on the David Rush story with Ross Colhart, you have very specific, itemized, sworn testimony of, frankly, things that are way more spectacular of an alien in the backyard in Las Vegas. Way more spectacular from somebody beyond reproach from a credibility standpoint, according to the people who say they know those things. Um, now, can I think both things be true and live in the same space at the same time? Yes. But why did the media pick up on one and not the other? And I'll tell you why they picked up on one and not the other, because the one was easier to dismiss and the other one shook the reality in which their feet stand upon on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's good. I, I, I actually, I've been seeing from different sides of the UFO community. It seems like it's split on all of this stuff. Actually, right now I see some people uh, who are contacting me telling me, Hey, I don't believe in this grush stuff. I think he's just making this stuff, but I don't see that. at I don't see that at all because again, he's, he's been uh, talking and, and, uh, with Congress and the Inspector General and and, and sharing the the documentation that he had, I he's lying. Him. He's going to jail. If he's right. lying, he's going to jail. Yeah, that's simple. And, same and, with this. Same with the angel. Yeah, he's lying. He's going to jail too. Right. We better get yeah. a lawyer. I, I don't see any motivation for these people to do that. Now, no. you, listen, people. I, I heard uh, Richard Dolan say this the other day on somebody else's podcast. He said, "Oh, how happy the government must be." that their psyops are so effective that even the people uncovering the psyop are called psyops. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great point. I didn't see this one. What was that? Cause I did watch his recent podcast, but I didn't see this yeah. one. What you're talking about. That, he always has some good points. He makes He's he's very, he's a mic. He drops, he drops the mic. I love yeah, it. All the time. All the time. He does his research, man. He yeah. knows history. He knows history. And uh, he calls BS when he calls, when he sees BS too. That's why I like him. I think he's a straight shooter, you know. Same with Ross. I think he's a straight shooter, you know. Um, you know, that's what I'm attracted to in this subject matter is people want to talk about, well, what can we prove, what we can't prove, you know. I keep telling people that people in the mainstream media need to educate themselves on this. I mean, I always say to start, you should start with Richard Dolan's UFOs on the National Security State Volumes 1 and yeah. 2 because, I mean, that. Ha- I mean, if you, if you need to get caught up on this, you should start there. Uh, because yeah. then you're you're gonna you're gonna walk away with knowledge and you're gonna have an understanding finally. Oh, okay, I get it now. This is real. There's just no there's no way all of this is false. But he's there's documentation. There's so much stuff in that book. He has it yeah. all nailed down, and uh, it's there for the taking for anyone who wants to understand what's really been happening here for all these years. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to this story that uh, is not made convenient for you to consume. And if you think that if you only watch Fox news and CNN, you know, that, you know, you are severely under informed as to what's going on in the world. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Well, uh, 
I tell you what, Scott, I, I just I guess we should uh, wrap it up. We've had a great discussion today and I really Thank you. I had a lot of fun, Jim. Oh, this is uh, this is a lot of fun and I appreciate you sharing this this uh, finding that you had in this video. This is fantastic. Yeah. I I think there's something there and I can't wait to see what the other people are you know, I'm sure there'll be people out there in the in the world of the internet are going to be looking at that and talking about it and we're going to see what they have to say. So that's going to be pretty interesting. So well, again, I'm curious to find out. Yeah, I'm curious to find out. And listen, I think something's there. I mean, I see something moving. Uh, so I'm convinced, uh, you know, in, in a very unspectacular way. Am I going to lose sleep over this? No. Am I not going to go see a band tomorrow night because of this? No. It's not going to affect my life in any way. It, it's just you, you, you just acknowledge something may, might be real. There's something there. And then you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is just one part. I mean, I, as some people, like you accept it, I accept it. I accept that the reality that there's some presence here that's non-human, and they're they have technology that exceeds anything that we have. I've accepted that because you know for various reasons. And so right. I, I think that uh, yeah, it was, it's like okay, in a way, it's like so what? It's just a matter of we're, we're keeping we're talking like this all the time because it's like we just want the rest of the world to acknowledge this already. And we want more information. I'm interested to find out more. I want to learn more. I want to know what the government knows. How many are there here? What are the, how, how many beings are they aware of? Things like that. It just comes down yeah. to, you know, stop treating this like it's all crazy. Cause it's not. I have a thought about that. You know, I think the only time that we're going to get any level of disclosure or admittance of knowledge by the government is going to be when we the people all agree to give all of the ruling class amnesty for all of their prior misdeeds and once they have amnesty they'll come clean yeah. but until we want their heads on us we want their heads on a spike you're never going to get it. You're never uh, going to get it. But if we say, ah, okay, you lied. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's 2023. Don't lie anymore. And like, ah, okay, you get a free pass. Then they'll say it. But if we want to hold them to jail for lying, eh, they're just going to hide the ball deeper. I've suggested this, you know, in different parts. I, I say the same thing. I'd rather, hey, let's just let them get, don't worry yeah. about what they did. Let's just look forward after they come out. With it. I don't care about because I, I know there's people talking about lawsuits and people going to prison. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We're, we're not going to get anywhere by talking. Uh, about I that. hereby decree amnesty. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm with that. Now, gonna be people who, there's going to be people that disagree with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Listen, I, you know, I'm not out. But I, I, I do bloods and bullet for a day job. When I talk about the UFO stuff, you know, uh, it's not that I talk about it flippantly. I, I try to bring the same skill to it. But to me, it's the lighter side of life. Uh, you know, because uh, listen, there's a million, why, million reasons why people suck, right? And I yeah. see it every day. And yeah, maybe the aliens suck too, but we don't know that yet. So, you know, we'll give them a chance to suck too. <laughs> there you go. All right, Scott, I really appreciate you for joining me today and for sharing this stuff. It was fantastic. And uh, I hope this, we, we hope you come back again sometime for a future. I'd love to. I'd love all to. Right. I love all you people out there in the ET reality land. <laughs> all right. Until next time.